Good morning. We have been studying discerning of spirits. What is it and how to be a normal Christian involved in those areas? First of all, the purpose of discerning of spirits, which is a gift of the Holy Spirit, it is an individual expression of the Holy Spirit at a time of need, and, a, and, and it's a gift. It's a special movement. It's not something that you uh, 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 find that You go to a restaurant, and you, uh, you're trying to discern if it's going to be good. And you look down to the kitchen, and the fellow is just, you know, he's just uh, picking his hair. So you know that some of that hair will be on your food, and uh, you discern that the place is not good. Well, that's not discernment. That is the door open and the hair falling. It has nothing to do with discernment. Discernment is not intuition. It, it, it is a move of God for a very special situation, an event, an area of your life that you need that. You know, you're hiring someone at an $80,000 salary. When Jesus looked at Nathaniel and saw that Nathaniel was a man who, in whom there, is, there was no guile, no deceit, uh, that just simply verified Nathaniel as one of the twelve, and, and, and he got hired. So, it's not something commonly every single minute of your life. It's, it has a purpose in it, in a holy Indefinite, powerful purpose. Uh, I don't know why and how I could have conducted any ministry at all if God hadn't revealed Himself to me that way. I don't know how I would have been today. Because I met so many people. I've been, I've been involved in so many situations. I've been ridiculed and personally harassed by church leaders at a moment in 1970 where the Holy Spirit is something Pentecostal and Methodist has nothing to do with it. So I have in me some scars that, uh, that uh, remember that. But I can tell you, if it wasn't for the Holy Spirit to discern what is in front of me for me, I, I don't think I'd ever make it. And so, it's very important for those of you that are trying to do effective ministry. By the way, effective ministry has fruits. And uh, 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 meaning that you become personally engaged with people. It's not something that you do uh, uh, in, 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 uh, in, in, for your benefit and for your career. It is God, through you, revealing something for someone else for the purpose of helping that person, that situation. So let's go. The first thing I said yesterday was to acknowledge the presence of God, the movement of discerning of spirits to acknowledge the real presence of God. 1 Corinthians 12, 13. It's a good verse to explain that. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free. Okay, read, read verse 1 and 2 and 3 and 4. You said 13. 1 Corinthians 12, 3. Okay. 
Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles, carried away onto these dumb idols, even as you were led. Yes. Wherefore, I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus a curse. I mean, it's impossible to be, to, 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 to curse the Holy Spirit and to have the presence of God with you. It's impossible. Now, notice that many times people will curse the person. Instead of the Holy Spirit. Curse the person. You know, Rick, Rick is a charismatic. I mean, it, it is, it is a negative, uh, statement in their opinion. Charismatic means charisma, mata. Charisma, grace, mata, movement. Charismata. The movement of grace within you. So, when, when someone comes and belittle me and accuse me and put me down, they're, they're sinning against me, and that will quench the Holy Spirit. So it's impossible to acknowledge the presence of God without the Holy Spirit. Did you hear me that? Those of you up in the Internet who are watching today throughout uh, Georgia or the world, or wherever you are, uh, it's impossible to acknowledge the presence of God without the Holy Spirit. Impossible. What am I saying, John? Uh, well, it's the the Holy Spirit is the third part of the Trinity, and so if you're going to deny the Holy Spirit, one third of it. Yeah, if you're going to deny a third of who God is, then you don't get the other two thirds. Exactly. Really, right. you know that's a good statement. Yes, yes. How about First Corinthians fourteen, twenty four and twenty five? says, but if all prophesy, and there come in one who believes not, or one unlearned, he is convinced of all, he is judged of all. And thus are the secrets of his heart made manifest. And so, falling down on his face, he will worship God and report that God is in you of a truth. Okay, what does that mean, Raymond? What is that, he saying? That if, if one comes and uh, they don't, they don't understand or they don't believe. Yes. But hear someone that is filled with the Holy Spirit, then they'll be convicted, fall down on their face, and worship God. Right. So there's a, there's a difference between one that believes and one that does not believe. And so the purpose of distinguishing of spirits is, is, to, is to reveal the unbeliever. As we move toward church after church after church, events and conferences and things like that. I, I have found that one of the things the Holy Spirit does more than anything else, besides conviction of sin, is to distinguish the unsaved, the people who do not have a relationship with God. And your heart goes out to them. So the purpose of distinguishing of spirits is to acknowledge the real presence of God in, 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 in people. If there's nothing, if there's no presence, the Holy Spirit will tear it. That's, and so can you know if someone is saved or not? Oh, yes. Not all the time, not, not constantly, but in a moment when you are in front of people and you're about to make an invitation to accept Christ, at that moment, there comes a, a download and, 
And, and I usually just walk to the men myself and say, Sir, I want to ask you, uh, if you, if you uh, today have an accident and you die, are you sure of your eternity? I just ask him. And, and the guy began to cry and says, ah, 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 I need to come. And the altar fills up after that, just fills it up with people that are, that are convicted that they are not saved. And so, uh, usually the congregation claps, and I tell them to come and hug them, hug them. And, and so there's a little hugging. And I just, some, some I have to just go out there, get them, and carry them to the altar. They're so under conviction, and we carry them all the way. I don't know if you've seen that, especially in Brazil. Carry them to the altar. And as we carry them to the altar, uh, the family runs out there. I mean, the family runs because the father hasn't been saved and never met Christ, and, and the family just just apart crying and giving glory to God. It's one of the greatest moments of anybody's life to see someone receiving Jesus Christ and being, and being saved by grace right in front of you. And if you multiply that by a hundred, that's what happens in Brazil. If you've never been to Brazil, I invite you to come. Uh, this coming August, we're going to be in ten missionary fields, and the Bishop of the Rio de Janeiro Conference is organizing the trip. We're going to meet ten missionary fields way up there in the boondocks, and we're going to be there praying for them, ministering to them, and bringing some money. Amen. So, number two, acknowledge the real presence of God. Number two, find who is serving Satan. Find a servant of God who is, who is a false prophet. And he's serving Satan within the church. Acts 13, 8, 9, 10, 11, and 12. <clears throat> but Alemus, the sorcerer, for so is his name by interpretation, withstood them, seeking to turn away the, the duty from the faith. Then Saul, deputy, excuse me. Then Saul, who is called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, set his eyes on him and said, O full of all subtlety and all mischief, you child of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness, will you not cease to pervert the right ways of the Lord? Yeah. And now behold, the hand of the Lord is upon you. Yeah, now stop right there. Now, this is our Paul in, in, in the Isle of Malta, isn't that right? And he simply meets. Uh, he's going to see Sergio Paulus, the one in charge, the governor of the island. And as he got there, he met the assistant of the governor, which was Elimus, or Bar-Jesus. It was a man that had, had spirit of divination in him. He made decisions based on what the devil thought was the right thing to do. That's what divination is. And Paul simply just came against him. And, and set him free, and he was blind for a while. Uh, that's a wonderful thing. I wish that could happen on the uh, 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 church meetings. You know, in the back of the fellowship hall, that ten people meeting about how to do and, 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 and continue the ministry. And, uh, and, uh, and the pastor said, come against a, a spear like that. That'll, that will really bless God, would it? <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. Roberts. Bang. Okay, now. Number three, find the path to follow. 
The purpose of discerning of spirits is to find a path to follow. Who's that? John 3 8. The wind blows where it listeth, and you hear the sound thereof, but cannot tell from where it comes and whither it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. In other words, the Holy Spirit is like the wind. You don't know where it goes and where it comes. And so discerning of spirits is a move of God who reveals the direction of the wind. Amen? Reveals the direction of the wind, meaning you get a vision, a revelation of what God is going to do uh, in front of you, and it shows you what's ahead. There is no vision if not revealed by the Holy Spirit. And, uh, and, and uh, of course, how do, let me say this, we, God told me to go to commerce to Bible study. And not many people are coming to that Bible study in commerce, Georgia. But we're going there. And we keep on going there. And we keep on going there. That's the vision. I don't care how many people come, we're going to go there. Amen. And so, how to, to, uh, properly live in the operation of the Holy Spirit, it's possible in more accuracy if the discerning of spirits reveal to you what's in front of you. So if the Holy Spirit is like the wind, read that scripture again, John. If the Holy Spirit is like the wind, go ahead. The wind blows where it listeth, and you hear the sound thereof, but cannot tell from where it comes and whither it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. So it being born of the Spirit means that uh, you're led of the Spirit of God. Because the Holy Spirit is like the wind. You don't know where it comes and where it goes. So when you look at uh, Acts chapter 2, go ahead, John. Acts chapter 2, they were together in the temple, not in some type of a building somewhere, in the temple. The, the wind blew, wasn't it? Was, go ahead. So it's verse 2, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. So the sound, the noise was real. So let me ask you a question. Why does God reveal his presence through sound instead of the actual wind blowing everything out of the sky? Faith. Faith cometh by? Hearing. Hearing. So faith cometh by hearing. So what happened at Pentecost is that the hearing heard. It's impossible. It's impossible for you. Listen, we were in Jerusalem. And at those days, I thought the Pentecost happened at the upper room. But now I'm corrected, stand corrected. It was in the temple. And we were in this upper room somewhere as a group. About 20 or 30 of us. And, uh, and I saw a man from Russia or one of the countries over there in the in the in the uh, in, in the Russia area, you know the those countries that came out of the split with the Soviet Union. Uh, you know, give me a name of one of them, Ukraine, Ukraine or something like that. And he was a big man, and he is he is crying, really crying. I mean, I could hear his sobbing 
on the, there was a little step, and he was right under the steps, you know, going to a door, and he's up there crying. So I went to him without any asking permission. I just lift his hand up, and I touch him and ask him to, God, baptize this man with the Holy Spirit of God. And my goodness gracious, he received the baptism of the Holy Spirit like, okay? And his whole team came around, and by the time all of that was over, the, our group is out of the door, and they were just yelling and screaming and shouting hallelujah and praising God, and our team just disappeared. I never will forget that. Now, what happened in that event? The wind came in, okay, and one person heard it. But after the Holy Spirit empowered that man that came from somewhere in the world, Russia, to be blessed of the Lord, the rest of the group were also received. So, as the wind blows, something's going to happen. So, what is the purpose of distinguishing of spirit? It's to find the path to follow. I was on the other side of the room. My eye caught this man. I, I, I felt this impulsion, this desire, this idea, this, 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 this craziness to just go over there and without asking permission, lift his hand up, lay hands on him, begin to pray. Well, the result is there's got to be hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people somewhere in Russia being saved by the life of every single one of those people because, because when the Holy Spirit moves, there's fruits. And, uh, and God just did a wonderful thing in that environment. I never, I never will forget that trip and uh, uh, how, how God works. And so the, the path of the church, the path of the uh, administrative board, the path of the choir, the, choir, the path of, what is that committee that, PPR. The, the PPR, the path of the membership is, 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 is if the wind blows and you see the path of the, of what the Holy Spirit wants to do, He will bless you and He will strengthen you and He will produce fruits. Now, you'll probably say, Rick, but, uh, you, uh, uh, you, you're a Pentecostal or charismatic. John Wesley was exactly that. He simply was moved by the Spirit. It wasn't the horse that went where he went. The Holy Spirit led John Wesley to the, where he needed to be and where he needed to preach. And God opened the doors. And he preached. And many people came to Christ. Many people were falling all over the place. And so today, as we look at our churches being so empty and so void, and so much politics and so much uh, difficulty, let me say that unless the Holy Spirit blows, there will be no direction. There is no purpose. And I don't want to miss the purpose of the Holy Spirit in my personal life. You might say, Rick, but uh, you're just a little odd. Yes, I am. Anybody who's been touched by the Holy Spirit is odd. And I'm odd. But if you look back in the last 40 years, there are fruits everywhere. So we stand as a ministry because of the fruits. Why? How did we got to the fruits? We heard the wind and we follow it. And the result is that God created RBM and, and sustained RBM and blessed RBM. And here we are going to Cuba for the, for the tenth time. Uh, twelfth. The twelfth time going to Cuba. How can we go to a, 
country like Cuba that is communist country and be accepted and, and visit all the districts, 17 districts in Cuba, the wind. While we're there, what we're we doing? The wind. What's happening in Cuba? Salvation. How many people baptized last time? 400 plus. How much money were we given? Thousands and literally hundreds of thousands of dollars given to Cuba. Why? Because people gave and we give. People gave and we give. We don't hold money that belongs to God. Now, you might, uh, you might, uh, don't like us. You might, uh, think we're out of, out of crazy. And that's perfectly normal. Uh, uh, I would be scared of a man like me too. But I'm following the wind. I'm not following my career plan and how much retirement I'm going to get, how much money I'm going to have to retire to go play shuffleboard in Florida. I'm not going to do that. What happens when you follow the wind? God blesses. And it's not an easy decision either. Because God might ask you to do things you don't want to do. Amen? So one of the... Acknowledge the real presence of God. Finding those who serve Satan, number two. Find a path to follow, number three. So let's take a look at uh, how to properly move then with this wind. There are two things. Number one, you, you, you test the spirits, and then we examine the fruits. So let's go and test the spirits. It's in First John 4, verses 1, 2, 3. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh so, is not of God. So, I want you to put this microphone right close to your mouth. Hold the microphone like a hold. Hold on, Mike. That's right. I don't. That's right. You're not smoking. Okay, go. Now, read again, verse one. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits. Okay. So, be- beloved, believe not every spirit. <coughs> so, are there many spirits out there? Yes. Give me some names of spirits. Uh, fear. Yeah. Spirit of fear. What else? Lion. Spirit of deceit, lying. Uh, control. Spirit of control. Uh, uh, huh? Uh, death. Spirit of death. Spirit of morbidity. Spirit of depression. depression. Huh? Anxiety. Spirit of anxiety. Uh, lust and addiction. Spirit of, of lust and addiction to, to pornography and, and, uh, and, uh, and all kinds of things. Greed. Spirit of grief, yeah. Grieving is a, it, it's a three-year period when someone loses someone like a, a family member, but it can go to 40 or 50 years, and that is not of God. Greed. Oh, my goodness gracious. There's some people that love the money. I mean, the money is everything for them. If they don't have the money, they will not be happy. Okay, now. So do not read again, Taylor. Beloved, believe not every spirit. Believe not every spirit. But try the spirits whether they are of God. Okay. So the idea of try the spirits whether they are of God or not is testing the spirit. 
So Discerning. Paul is going to tell us how to test a spirit. So you come into the front of a person. And this person, uh, you need to know if, uh, if there is a good spirit in them or a bad spirit in them. So, what is the test there? Whether or not they, the spirit believes that Jesus Christ came in the flesh. No, no, no read, read it again. Read that verse, next verse. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has okay. come in the flesh. Is so every God. spirit that confesses Jesus Christ came in the flesh. It's not just to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. It's to confess He came in the flesh. If you, if you then confess that He came in the flesh, you acknowledge God. You acknowledge the Holy Spirit. So, so, so what Paul is saying, and, and, and is that Paul? That's John. What John is saying, the Apostle John is saying, is that if you confess that Jesus came in the flesh, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered on the Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried, he rose from the dead, on the third day he ascended to heaven, and, 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 and what else? The quick and the dead. Yes. So what I'm saying is, that's the Jesus that we adore to. That's the one that we follow. The one that died, resurrected, went to heaven, and will come back. That's the one we want. Amen. That's right. Amen. When you acknowledge that, and, 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 and then what happens? And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. Okay. So, so if, if then somebody said, well, listen, I believe that Jesus was a good person. I believe that Jesus was a good prophet. I believe that he was the son of, of, of Mary. But I have a hard time saying that he is the son of God. Well, you have a hard time because if you don't confess that he came from heaven, incarnated into, into a physical body, God incarnate, then... You believe in on the wrong Jesus. So I don't care what, uh, what kind of Jesus do you believe. So distinguishing of spirits reveals the reality of your faith in front of others. So how to, how to do that? You test the spirit. Do you believe Jesus Christ came in the flesh? It was, was, do you believe that he was conceived by the Holy Spirit in the womb of Virgin Mary? Yes. You do. You believe in the Jesus that I do. But just to believe in Jesus is not enough. Amen? Next. Go ahead. And this is the spirit of Antichrist. Oh, oh, excuse me. Oh, 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 oh. What John is saying, the Antichrist, the one that is against Christ, the one that lies toward Christ, the one that rejects Jesus Christ, that's the spirit of the Antichrist. Now, if John says, do you find the spirit of the Antichrist in the church today? Yes. Yeah. Give, me a, give me an example of that. Well, uh, one example is these churches who uh, want to bring in theologies of Unitarian Universalism. Yeah. Put it close to your mouth. That, that want to say that all faiths are valid. And so it waters down to say that the, that Jesus was was simply 
a way to God, but not the only way. And right. he wasn't really the son of God. Right. 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 Yeah. Universalism. What else? Um, you have people who will try to cater Jesus to fit their lives instead of, of giving Jesus the glory. Okay. Raymond. You know, I'm, I'm, it bothers me people trying to make Jesus politically correct. You know, uh, I mean, Jesus said clearly who he came for. Yes. And, you know. See, we believe that Jesus Christ incarnated himself in the womb of Mary. God conceived through the Holy Spirit Jesus in the womb of Mary. The physical formation of the body of Christ as a baby with a heartbeat was a direct action of the hand of God. And, and as he grew in the womb of Mary, Jesus was born out of the womb of Mary into a baby. And he became a man just like you and I, but at the same time divine. And uh, when he was tempted, he was physically subjected to the devil. God, uh, the Holy Spirit uh, had to get him through that. So what I'm saying to you is this. The one that died on the cross died for our sins. He came to become a gift. So when he was sacrificed on the cross, he then became uh, the ultimate sacrifice. No more cattle, no more animals being burned in the brazen altar. Jesus was the last one to be burned in the cross. And so, the spirit of Antichrist is the one that does not confess that. Okay, what else? Read that. Finish that, Caleb. Whereof you have heard that it should come, even now already is it in the world. It's in the world. It's already in the churches. It's already everywhere. People don't know what, to, what they believe. Because the voice does not distinguish him as the Savior. And we preach on something else, but we don't preach on the, on the power of the Holy Spirit to convict and to save. So if you have a problem with the Holy Spirit, you have no conviction of sin. If you have no conviction of sin, you have a club. And there's plenty in America where a good sweet word, tender word, and very nice word comes out, but there's no conviction of sin. Without conviction of sin, there's no cross, there's no Holy Spirit, there's no salvation. You love your preacher. I mean, anybody who falls in love with their preacher, it's not loving Jesus properly. If you love your preacher more than you love Jesus, you are an idolater. That's what I tell you. Don't lock, I'm not a popsicle for you to lick. That's what I meant by, don't get accustomed to me much. I'm a sinful man. In the hands of God by His mercy. Fall in love with Jesus. Okay. Number two, examine the fruits. Matthew seven sixteen to 20. You shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? <clears throat> Even so, every good tree brings forth good fruit. But a corrupt tree brings forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. So a corrupt tree brings 
bad fruits. Bad fruit. So there is good fruits and bad fruits. Yes. So let me ask you this. The idea of coming to church and received in the community without any fruits is that of God. But if you don't bear any fruit, then, then, then what happens? And it says in verse 19, Every tree that brings, forth, that, that brings not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. That's right. Wherefore, by their fruits you shall know them. Yes. So you, you, you shall know the real Christian by the fruits that this Christian uh, 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 brings forth. What does that say to people who have no fruits? Well, it's tricky here because the the modern church, especially in America, will will see attendance and see all these different statistics or ways of measuring and say, "Oh, we have fruits." Right. But that's not what Jesus is talking about. Yeah. He's talking about kingdom fruits, not 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 fruits to say, not fruits that are based on any sort of human measuring stick. Kingdom yeah. fruits. And so they try to trick us into think they have a, a successful ministry when there's no conviction of sin, what you're talking about. There's no, a man in Athens who was simply saved. preaching now that the Old Testament is not good. It's not real. Yeah. We don't need it. See, in other words, is, is, he, is he a man that uh, follows Jesus Christ? He follows himself. He follows the money. In other words, fruits produces fruits. Father, we thank you for this morning. Bless us, Lord, as we continue to, to follow your path and follow the wind in Jesus' name. See you tomorrow at 9 a.m.